Welcome to another book review episode of Solidarity Sister with Kristen Wilson. This week, I listened to six books. I read a couple of Bee Tree Types by Sarah Morgan, a couple more Lee Hollis Cozy Mysteries. I introduced her last week in episode 11, and two books that I consider pretty life-changing. The first of those is called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life by Marilee Adams. This book is written in a novel format, like The Anatomy of Peace by the Arbinger Institute, which incidentally is one of my top favorite books of all time. I recommend if you have not read that book, read it. Do yourself a favor. Do your life a favor. Do your relationships a favor. Read The Anatomy of Peace. Anyway, back to Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. In this book, we follow the main character, Ben, as he goes from being a self-proclaimed answer man to a master of a method called question thinking. Ben finds both his professional and his personal relationships totally transformed as he learns to ask questions without assuming he knows the answer. The book talks about being in judger mode versus learner mode. It teaches how we all naturally go into judger mode sometimes, but those who are able to learn to flip the switch into learner mode are able to problem solve more easily collaborate with others, and enjoy richer relationships. I've seen this in my own life. For example, when I have a kid who's acting out and causing me frustration, it can be easy to look at what they're doing wrong and focus on that. However, what happens when I look at that child from the learner perspective instead of the judger perspective? I might ask if there's anything bothering them or causing them stress. I might ask if they need help with something. I might consider whether they've had enough sleep or good nutrition and ask myself as a parent how I might better support them. When we switch into that learner mode instead of judger mode, we really open up a better place for relationships to flourish. We empower the other person to be able to come up with some of their own solutions. When we come at it as the judger and the answer man and like the know-it-all person, We really close down the opportunity for collaboration. When my older kids come to me with issues they're facing, judger mode would mean that I listen to figure out how to tell them what to do. In learner mode, I listen without trying to solve or make judgments and only offer advice if they ask. I know that this can be easier said than done, but I promise you it leads to stronger relationships with your young adult kids. I ask more questions both to help me better understand their situation and to help them to think through their own life situations. It's really empowering when someone holds space for you as a learner and it is not empowering at all when someone comes at you as a judger. So I would definitely recommend this book. It teaches fantastic principles and really has given me a framework to think about the way that I'm showing up for other people, and just the way I'm processing situations on my own. It's even helping me to be a little bit calmer as a driver. The Law of Divine Compensation by Marianne Williamson kind of blew my mind, and I'm still processing it, honestly. There is a quote about compensation that I've held tight to through some very difficult seasons, and which I've shared with a number of friends. Elder Joseph B. Worthland taught, The Lord compensates the faithful for every loss. 
that which is taken away from those who love the Lord will be added unto them in his own way. While it may not come at the time we desire, the faithful will know that every tear today will eventually be returned a hundredfold with tears of rejoicing and gratitude. So when a friend shared that she was reading this book, the title about the law of divine compensation immediately caught my eye and I wanted to learn more. The main theme I got out of this book is that the universe slash God slash whatever higher power you ascribe to wants to act for our highest good. When we are doing our best to be faithful to what we know is right and good and to put in good efforts, we can trust that things will work out for us. She even includes prayers that we could pray within the text of the book, which I was a little bit surprised by, but there were some really good ideas there. And speaking of times when wrongs are committed against us or that things just go horribly wrong in our life, she talks about how we will be compensated for those losses. We can get in the way of that compensation, though, when we aren't willing to trust and we try to control all of the outcomes or when we stay overly focused on the wrongs committed against us without processing them and being willing to move forward. This made me think of the movie Meet the Robinsons. Recently, we discovered that our youngest kids had not seen this movie, which I feel like was a complete parenting fail. So we watched it as a family movie. The main character of the story experiences so many failures. He's an inventor. He's always thinking out of the box, but a lot of things go wrong for him. He's a boy who is in an orphanage and would like to be adopted, but has some major fails in even trying to connect to a family. He has this motto of keep moving forward, which ultimately leads him to great successes over his life, both in his family relationships, which are a little bit, the family structure he ends up with is a little bit non-traditional, some traditional mixed in. It's kind of a crazy cacophony of people, but they have this great bond with one another and he creates all kinds of fantastic inventions, all because he kept moving forward. In contrast, the villain of the story is Bowler Hat Guy, aka Mikey Gubian. He goes back in time at one point in the movie to visit his childhood self and tells himself not to let go of this perceived wrong of being kept up too late and being too tired to make the play in his baseball game. But he tells himself to let it fester and boil inside of him. And that little boy, Michael Gubian, does that. He lets it fester and boil inside of him. And his whole life becomes about revenge. He misses out on so many good things. And there's a part where he's explaining some of what happened in his childhood. And you are able to listen to the voiceover while you're watching the movie. And he's walking down the hallway and the voiceover is talking about how the kids at school, you know, like weren't friendly to him. But then when you're watching the reality There are people who are trying to be friendly to him, but he's missing it. And I thought that this was just such a perfect illustration of the law of divine compensation at work in this movie, where both of these kids are orphaned, which is horrible and difficult, and they both had trials and struggles, but the one who was willing to lean in and to trust and to keep moving forward The universe compensated those losses. Every time there was a loss, there was compensation and there was a way that it worked out. And for the one who 
was unwilling to look for the good around them, to practice gratitude for what they already had, to lean into, you know, just trusting. It was this lifetime focused on revenge and it was just really sad, pathetic. And I think sometimes I am like Mikey Gubian and sometimes I get it right and I'm able to keep moving forward. But it's a good perspective to really remember that that the way that we show up and the way that our heart is can really affect what comes next for us. So I'm not yet 100% sure that I agree with every part of this book, but I do 100% recommend it. There are huge paradigm shifts there. My word of the year this year is trust, as in trust from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. I need more of this trust and leaning into God, trusting that though there are trials ahead, there are surely blessings and miracles too, for me and for you. Registration is now live for the masterclass I'm teaching over at the Cozy Caregiver Cafe on cultivating habits of self-love. And that's going to be on February 27th. You can find more info in the show notes. And if you use code SISTER, S-I-S-T-E-R, you can save $5. Finally, Reminder that our Solidarity Sister Book Club is starting on February 15th. We'll be taking 15 weeks to delve into Brene Brown's Gifts of Imperfection. You can find more information in my Facebook group, Solidarity Sister with Kristen Wilson, or you can check the show notes as well. I really hope you'll join us. Thank you for being part of the Solidarity Sister community. We needed you. Solidarity Sister.